This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, February 1st, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. European leaders are trying to contain the debt crisis that is crippling Greece and a few other Eurozone countries, but it's not clear that the agreement that emerges will have much teeth. So says Marion Tupi, a policy analyst at the Cato Institute Center for Global Liberty and Prosperity. So on Monday, the European leaders in Brussels held a meeting and agreed on new measures to combat deficit spending and ballooning debt amongst the European countries. It's an agreement, not a treaty, because the British have essentially blocked a European treaty on that subject. What what uh, difference does that make, that that it's an agreement and not a treaty? Well, that is a very interesting question. The, the, the most important difference is the following. If you don't have an EU-wide treaty but just an agreement, then at least officially the agreement cannot be enforced by the European institutions such as the European Court of Justice. So even though you now have this agreement on how to combat deficit and debt, it is not at all clear whether the European Court of Justice can enforce it because just an agreement between governments, intergovernmental agreement, uh, cannot rely on the European institutions uh, for enforcement. Similarly, it isn't clear at all whether uh, this these uh, new regulations will be followed. After all, the European countries, before they created the euro, had the Maastricht criteria which put limits on deficit spending and on debt, and those were then promptly ignored. By virtue of the fact that this is an agreement and not a treaty, it actually gives this agreement less credibility than, than it probably should have in order to uh, calm uh, investors? Well, that's absolutely right. The financial markets are not going to be necessarily convinced by, a, uh, by an agreement which is effectively uh, which appears to be uh, toothless. Now, of course, we haven't seen the final uh, wording uh, of, the, of, the, of this agreement, which will be produced in the coming months. And then, of course, on top of that, you may have a prolonged battle to actually adopt this agreement by European member states, by parliaments. And, of course, there may be also... Uh, a number of legal challenges uh, to that agreement. I can just see how uh, this agreement will end up before the German Supreme Court and uh, possibly uh, other uh, Supreme Courts in other European countries. So it doesn't seem to be uh, particularly stringent. It doesn't seem to be enforceable. And it is not at all clear that, in fact, it will ever become uh, force uh, or enforced. The agreement itself uh, would reduce budget deficits uh, for these individual countries to half a percent of GDP. And I think that that itself might introduce some weird political calculations that uh, could be troubling to people who care about honest measures of things like GDP. Well, the Europeans have been moving toward uh, harmonizing uh, of their budget procedures, of uh, calculating uh, deficits um, and, and so on, 
uh, there is much more uh, transparency in these processes uh, than they have been 10 or uh, 20 years ago. Uh, but of course, you usually when you have regulations like these, you will end up with some sort of unintended consequences where uh, uh, some governments will try to hide the real level of spending. I mean, the Greeks have been uh, magnificent at uh, keeping two sets of books. On the one hand, the books that they presented to um, Brussels, uh, saying that everything was fine, but in reality they knew that their deficits had been greater than ever. On top of it, of course, then there is the question of of uh, what do these governments do in order to uh, correct their economic problems. I mean, the Greeks have already promised to do a number of measures um, to bring down the deficit spending, privatization, deregulation, and so on. And um, even the Europeans in uh, Europeans in Brussels recognize that the Greeks have effectively um, failed to live up uh, to uh, the promises that they have given uh, on previous occasions when uh, when uh, Brussels has given them money. So there is a lack of trust as well, and this lack of trust um, does, in my view. Uh, reflect, is reflected in uh, uh, how the financial markets are uh, accounting for the possibility of the Eurozone breakup. I think the fundamental or the most important failure of uh, European decision-making so far and also of the summit on Monday was that uh, the European leaders seem to be unable or unwilling to address the most important uh, question that is facing Europe in medium to long run, and that is uh, slow growth. Um, there's a recognition in Britain and uh, uh, amongst individual European politicians, mostly of the liberal kind, uh, liberal in the classical sense of the word, that uh, fundamentally uh, the problem is Overregulation, uh, especially when it comes to the labor market, that the labor market in the EU is uh, utterly unsuited uh, to the 21st century, to globalization, to increasing competitiveness uh, around the world. Unfortunately for people like uh, President Sarkozy, for example, Sarkozy believes that the current economic crisis uh, is uh, really an outcome of deregulation. Um, because that just fits within his worldview. So for him to now turn around and advocate for more deregulation on the European level would be, um, would be totally uh, discordant uh, with uh, both his worldview and also with, uh, uh, with, uh, his, uh, uh, with the chances for re-election at home. So yes, Europe now is uh, not just facing a, a problem of uh, ballooning deficits and huge debts. It is also uh, it, it, it also lacks a um, vision of how to move toward a toward greater growth, which is really the only way that you are going to uh, reduce debt uh, in the long run. I'm afraid that without a good dose of what the Europeans disparagingly call neoliberal policies, uh, Europe will be stuck in low-growth environment for a very long time to come. Marion Tupi is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute's Center for Global Liberty and Prosperity. You can read more of his work at cato.org.